everybody, and welcome to Geek Freaks, one of our special episodes where we review Game of Thrones. Today we're talking Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. I am Frank, and I'm with Susan. Hey, guys. And Jonathan. Hey, hey, y'all. All right, and Jonathan, what'd you think of the episode? It was good. I, I um, So, not too long ago, there was an episode that was all the before the battle that was kind of slow, and I was down on it, because I was like, this is slow, where's all the action? We saw a lot of action, and now this is the you know post-battle scenes. Um, and so I was expecting for it to be another slow, kind of drawn-out scenario. But no, it was actually mixed in with a lot of action and good story development. At the same time, though, I'm very leery, cause, or very, I don't know, un- uneasy, because this isn't the typical path of, uh, of storytelling that we're used to, so I don't know what to expect anymore. How so? How is it not the same path? Like the way, I mean, I was expecting a nice, you know, high-rising arc that comes down to a satisfying finish, and then the Night King died in three episodes in, or before the end. Right. So I expected that he was going to bring the battle down to the south, you know, pull in Cersei. Everybody all, you know, nearly dies or does die or, you know, defeats him. But I thought he was going to be the, the final battle. But Remind me not. of what you're saying right now, towards okay. the end, because I got a big thing going on with Ghost. Ties in nicely with that. Hmm. Okay. Like all right. What do you think of the episode overall? Um, overall, kind of surprising in a different ways how Jonathan was saying that, you know, weren't really expecting much, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, they did have the, the long night in the previous episode. Um, but I was not expecting one of Danny's babies die, to die yeah, in this episode. And it really hurt me how quickly just one, two, three, bam, she's dead. Okay, now she's in the, the ocean. The classic Game of Thrones thing, too, where you're like, Oh, he's flying good now. He's learning. He's gotten to. He's, looks like his wings starting to heal and stuff like that. She's yeah. got a smile on her face. She hasn't had a smile on her face in a Life while. Life is good. Expect pain and misery. Damn. Yeah. And then that one with the neck was rough. Oh. Yeah. It's like you, you know, when you when you watch it back, he's like, that gargling when he's going yeah. down yep. in the water, oh. yep. bleeding through his throat. Yeah. So and you could just see like the pain in Danny's eyes, just like yeah. no, oh. not another one. Like I, it was so dumb for her to charge after the boats. I will go into it a little bit more, mm-hmm. but. So dumb to like for her to actually just like no, but you don't blame her. She's just like, I'll die for one of my babies at this mm-hmm. point. She's yeah. already lost one, and she had to like re-kill it. And so there's that moment, and I was hoping she would just like drink cars and just like start just spitting fire. That's what I and thought. And then we'd see like the harpoons come back through the fire. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, visual, you know. But, but no. I'm not a director. I don't know why they haven't got a hold of me. Come on, HBO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode, guys. So last week was the big battle of Winterfell, mm-hmm. and this is all about the aftermath after that. Yep. We start off with the... Uh... Oh, and during the opening scenes, John, you caught this. Like, Winterfell's in rubble. There's, like, all kinds of stuff yeah. falling apart. Yeah, the little mechanical uh, intro yeah. or whatever they do. Yeah. Some of it's not quite working right. It's kind yeah. of cool, you yeah. know, shuddering and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we see this, like, big Viking-style funeral that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in these big pyres. They're going to be burning the pyres. We got to like revisit one last time. Mormont, Theon, mm-hmm. some of her blood riders, stuff like that. Uh, John, you had a good point. You think it was a little bit too small. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, because we had the entire Dorthrakis, the the um, Unsullied and stuff like that. So what it looked like to me, and I think we kind of went over this earlier too, is that it was only the highborn or the, the elites of the of the warriors that were burnt like that, or at least on the spires. Maybe the rest yeah. were just in piles somewhere, but I mean, there's far too many dead out there to, to account for all of them on those. When they did pan out, you'd see maybe nine or 12 or something like that of those piles, but. There was there was quite a bit, but yeah. I, yeah, I don't think there was to the degree that we saw die. Yeah, oh yeah. And then, you know, and then of course the dead that they had, did they burn those dead mm. that the Night yeah. King brought in and stuff like that? Yeah. And you're thinking maybe it's highborn. The Dothraki, it's tricky because the Dothraki are not highborn, mm-hmm. and yet, 
those Dothraki that they specifically showed, one of them we all know, is a Blood Rider. So it's kind of like the Kingsguard yeah. for Dothraki. Yeah. So they are kind of higher end. They would be their knights, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of tricky, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are they? I mean, there's got to be like... It'd be funny if you are watching the front of the castle, it's these beautiful pyres and stuff like that, and then we go to the back, and it's just like this dump heap. <laughs> 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 like, we'll get to you guys. We'll get to the fancy ones. Right. Um, I think, though, the reason why there wasn't that many um, bodies, essentially, is that, you know, during the beginning of the, the long night, there were, you know... Hundreds of people killed, and when the Night King mm. came in, raised, raised yeah. everyone. So they become undead. They become yeah, and so when the Night King died, essentially they also died. Oh, shattering. that is a good point. I think though they just collapse. I don't think they shattered. they don't crumble like the other ones. Yeah, because I know one of them in particular, one of the blood, the blood rider that they made sure to show. Mm. Camera his name starts with a K. Um, he they did show him come back because mm. yeah. he was like her like right hand man at the time yeah. of the Dothraki. So. But I like that idea. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's why I don't know. One more thing we saw during the that I thought was cool during the vi- or during the uh, funeral was we did see Ghost. He's alive. He's mm-hmm. got all kinds of scars. He's oh, missing yeah. an ear. A little mangled. Going through hell and back. Yeah. So he is. He's out there. All right. That feast at night is pretty somber tone. Daenerys. Uh, it, it, it's pretty sad. And then Daenerys sees Gendry walking by. He's trying to find Arya for some booty, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> stops him, and says, "You know, your father, Robert Baratheon." will try to kill me and he's you know he's a betrayer and all stuff like that and then it's not Gendry's fault he says I didn't even know my dad yeah and so she says okay well we need a new Lord of Storm's End when I take over why don't I make you the Lord of Storm's End mm-hmm. and so boom now Gendry goes from Gendry Rivers mm-hmm. to Gendry Baratheon mm-hmm. and he's he's top dog now he's yeah. he's higher than I like that because uh, his response is you know I can't I'm just a bastard I'm not even you know like Trueborn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, pretty much, that doesn't matter. I say yeah. you are what I say you are, so now you are the lord of, yeah. of uh, Storm's End. So, yeah. So cool. one thing that's kind of just a quick note, it's kind of a dumb little quick note. Uh, he said his name was Rivers. The reason that, it's just like John was Snow, because he's from the north. Man. Rivers means he was born in the Riverlands. Technically, he actually doesn't have a last name. And it's because oh. he didn't. his dad didn't ever know of him. And he wasn't uh, like a legitimate bastard. Like even bastards have legitimacy mm-hmm. of being a legitimate bastard. So he doesn't have a last name. That's why Melisandre and Varys don't have last names. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not highborn at all. So they're just, it's like, hey, you're John, you're Susan, that's it. Yeah. There's no last name to it. It's not, you know. So what about Brienne of Tarth? Her, she doesn't have a last name. She's just she her does of have, a land, right? Yeah, I think, but you would consider of Tarth might be the last name. There is a last name to her and it's... Duncan the Tall. Yeah, so Duncan, I can't think of Duncan's last name. That's her uh, ancestor. Yeah. Yeah, so there has, there has to be a last name on that one. Oh. But yeah, that's a good point. Maybe maybe there isn't. Maybe that's why they do the Tall and mm-hmm. of Tarth. Give them nobility without having a, a lineage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then things start to kind of celebrate. Um, and we're starting to kind of get to little shots of our, our heroes. So again, this mm-hmm. is one of those times where we're going to go outside of the order of the show. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like explain what's going on with everybody. Yeah. Uh, Davos was wondering what's going to happen with the Lord of the Light. This is kind of a small one I didn't catch the first time. I caught it the next time. Mm-hmm. He had this whole thing with Melisandre, and now he's wondering, like, hey, well, are we done? I mean, is he done with us? Does he not care about us anymore? Yeah. We were his champions, and now we're just left here. Kind of interesting to see Davos, who has this really weird relationship with this Lord of Light this whole time. Yeah. Doesn't trust it, seen it destroy <clears throat> great people, Shireen and stuff like that, and yet it saved the day. So what do you think he's going to do with that? Do you think he's going to further that religion? Or is it, is it just a way to cap off the religion in the story? I don't know. I didn't even notice that. I, I didn't yeah. realize that like, he was asking about that. He was talking to Tyrion about it, and it was pretty short. So I was kind of like, that yeah. could be big, or it could just be a really terrible way to shut off this religion that just saved the day one episode ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll I don't have to know. rewatch it. I yeah. and pay more attention. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Do you think that he's gonna explore it and start like in the new church of the Lord? I think there's just too much stuff that they had to shut it off that fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas just like, hmm, I wonder what the Lord of Light's gonna do next, and then like done. We don't need to worry about religion anymore. Yeah. And it's a huge part of the story is mm-hmm. the religions and stuff like that. Yeah. Lord of Light existed basically to to oppose the Night's King and, yeah. and the uh, the Great Other. Yeah. So without the great other, then what's going to happen? You know. Now is the Lord of Light of the old gods, the seven gods? No, that it's Relor. In... It's this whole other thing. It's an oh, Eastern God. Kingdoms. So religion. we see the Lord of Light actually work, like his right. power. We see, of course, the Night King, but yeah, uh, we don't see. I don't think we've seen anything. Well, the Children of the Forest, I guess. But other than that, we haven't seen anything from the we've old seen, gods. Right? The, no, the old gods is Bran. Bran has been doing the old gods magic this whole time. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Right. The children of the forest work with the old god. Those trees, all the road trees, the old god. Mm. Like, That's another just... thing that I was really hoping this episode would reveal more about what Bran was doing during the battle or something. But it kind of just like shut off that yeah. previous yeah. battle. Like, I think right, we just don't have enough episodes. Move forward. Yeah. So they're kind of... Come on, give me another like season. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gendry meets up with Arya and, you know, he's all proud that he's he's a Baratheon now and says like, I'm Lord of Baratheon yeah, and I would like for you to be my lady. Mm-hmm. And... That's of course not going to go well. She passes on it and she says, you're going to make a great lord and somebody's going to be happy to be your lady, but it's not me. She says, that's not me. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's an important line because she told Ned Stark that in season one because yeah. Ned Stark wanted her to be a fancy lady. And he, finally, she says, that's not me. And she, okay, then here's sword fighting. Yeah, like yeah, he understood it too. And then when she saw Nymeria again last season, she said, that's not you. And it was kind of a reference to, I know that you're not the kind of wolf that's going to follow me to Winterfell. You're going to do your own thing. Yeah. So it's just kind of been this like motto of House Arya, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. I like that. Uh, we got Brandon Tyrion talking a little bit, talking about the struggles of being Bran and always living in the past, not really not, yeah, being Bran anymore. Doesn't have his own life anymore. And at this point, you're almost like, okay, well, then what's Bran's job anymore? So he's yeah. just kind of going to waste away. He can't be, he doesn't want to be the Lord Stark of Winterfell. Yeah. He can be, but he doesn't want to. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck there too. And then we have... Um, mm. I think Bran should go to the... Um, what was the, the that temple that, that Sam went to to study to be Old a maester? Town? Old Town, yeah. Go there and, and educate everybody and teach them everything that's not in those books. Well, we just talked about it. See, Old Town is the Seven and yeah. Bran is the Old Gods, so they almost don't believe each other. Oh, well. It's so dumb. He could set them straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he could prove them real quick, but it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like... Or bridge the two between him and Sam. I'm pretty sure they can get along enough to communicate the difference between the two. And maybe two. if we had more, we can get something out of that. But that's the whole problem. Is It'd be like them coming in and then telling... You'd be telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, yeah, but your resources are a little bit flawed. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, and, did you guys not see this big battle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was all predicted. Oh, that's the thing is... Yeah, there was a big battle. And there may have been... A, there definitely must have been a maester in Winterfell that was telling him, like, there was a big battle up here. Man. But the rest of the guys were like, oh, that one's drunk. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be true. corroborated. Yeah. Like, oh, there happened to be a guy at the last hearth that died. And yeah. oh, the one that died. Or yeah. you think it went this way, but the gods told us it was supposedly this way, so you're wrong. It's a whole mess, right? Yeah. Anyways, so then we get to uh, John and his men are celebrating. This is one of those really great moments that kind of mm. actually set the tone for the episode. Mm. And... John, this whole time, he's he's always been this reluctant leader that's kind of been thrusted because he's just doing the right thing and he's kind of got a charming attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're seeing that, like, Torment Giant Bane was obviously getting way too drunk. <laughs> so they're like, yes. what kind of guy gets on a dragon, a king, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so they're all celebrating him. And then he looks back at Daenerys and Daenerys kind of gives him a soft cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what we're seeing here, and it's going to be something that's echoed further down, 
is whether or not John wants to be king, if they find out that he should be king, his men will force him to be king. Yeah. We've seen him be forced into the Night's Watch leader. Mm. We've seen him forced into taking back Winterfell. We've seen him forced into leadership. King of the North was forced on him. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? Is Mm -hmm. that something that we're going to see as like the final bad problem? I think, yeah, I think that'll be probably like one of the the last battles that we're going to see is between him choosing. I mean, he knows that he can't marry essentially his aunt. (laughs) Yeah, well, if he's, that's the thing they're talking about later on too is Targaryens, it's not a problem, but he grew up not with those traditions, so it's going to be weird for him, yeah. I think it'll be more of a battle within himself, maybe. Than just kind of going, following his heart or following tradition, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, event. I mean, we already know the word got to varies, so everybody will soon know that yeah. uh, he is the rightful Even heir to the throne. Yeah, which is it's a shame it's, that this far along in the disaster that was the Iron Throne, that they still are looking at blood as what controls the power of the throne. Well, varies is saying that yeah, it has to be used that way, but that's not necessarily what we need to go by. Yeah. Like, there are people in there that are like, we have a chance to reshape it right now. Yeah. So let's just kind of, that one and kick this one out and stuff like that. Yeah. Just kind of get the one we want Whoever up there. is the best to serve Which, the realm. you know, is, but uh, might be John. <laughs> I think I think what's going to dwindle down to, because when you see the two talk, for a moment they could be, John and, and Daenerys, for a moment they could be so, like, in love and you imagine, like, that beautiful picture that they planted in your mind of... Daenerys and John leading together. I think they planted that to give you a little bit of hope that that's what I'm aiming for, that's what is going to come at yeah. the end, but that's not what's going to happen. They planted that with Ned Stark of being a great ruler, and sure enough, they chopped his head off. So oh, yeah. I think they're painting that picture, so we expect that, and then it's going to be, because you see the distrust in Daenerys. She just can't get behind, you know, everything's going to be okay, the two of yeah. us love each other, we're going to work it out. So when when they talk and there's any hesitation that or any possibility that he might threaten her power... She's turning on him, kind of like mm-hmm. just taking a, a step back and putting a layer of distrust between the two of them. So I'm pretty sure it, it's going to come down to the two of them having to battle it out. God, I'd hate that, but it would make sense. Because mm-hmm. with the politics now being the leading thing, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. And we are down a dragon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, Tyrion, Jamie, Pod, and Tyrion, and <laughs> I wrote Tyrion twice. Tyrion, Jamie, Pod, and Brienne. Uh, they're all having their drinking game. It was the same one from season one that mm-hmm. Tyrion played with Shay and Bronn. Uh, and then Tyrion goes too far, joking around about Brienne having virginity, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So she walks, she gets up and walks out. And eventually Jamie follows her. Uh, in the process, breaks Tormund's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I like how Tormund's crying and he's upset and he goes to confide in somebody. It's the hound who doesn't yeah. give a shit. Right. <laughs> and then we really see the truth of it. Tormund's broken heart until some girl's like, I'm not afraid of wild things. Like, you should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's all good now. <laughs> so yeah. it's fine. Um, and so he goes off. And then we see Sansa has a conversation with Hound, which was really kind of nice because it was that little bird moment. He's kind of protected her in the past, back when she was yeah. in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of respect between the Stark girls and, and the Hound. I really like that. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Danny and John. They end up talking alone in, in John's room. And he's, again, a little drunk. They joke around about that, too. And she's asking him, can you, can we just go back to the way things were and you just not tell anybody about your parentage? Yeah. Now, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that was fair? I think that was not fair. I think she's being very selfish. Yeah. Um, and the fact that um, John already knows the truth, he can't undo that because he's such a honorable guy. Like, he's such a genuinely good guy. He can't, you know, turn the blind eye and... 
just kind of continue the way that he's going. I, I really think that Danny was being very selfish in that moment of asking him to just, you know, mm-hmm. just keep it hush for now. Yeah. yeah. And then he wants to tell his sisters and, and at least, yeah. and she's like, nope, no, no, no. So I kind of understand where she's coming from though, because without, I mean, she's already lost one of her dragons at this point and most of her unsullied, her army is very weak. If she loses the other two dragons or, or the support of her people, she has nothing. She's powerless and she doesn't she doesn't want to go back to when she was a little girl under her brother where she had no power ever since then yeah. she hatched the eggs and she's been a leader she's never you know, been behind a man yeah she's never so. she ha- yeah she's never been weak until you know until this thought of john actually taking her throne from her that's a good point i almost wonder in losing so many men mm-hmm. off a weak decision to go help john mm-hmm. fight the dead and she's seeing like john's dangerous for me as well yeah i don't know there's got to be something else to it you know Everything's so shallow because there's only so much farther we got in this story, so it's kind of hard, but yeah. We can write so many spinoffs right now, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw somebody tweeting about a spinoff of Torment and Ghost, mm-hmm. like for having fun in the Wildlings North and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, I want to see that. We should write some in-between episodes, like comic, comics that go in between each episode. There you go. We find a good artist and we'll start writing. Bam. Okay, so that's pretty much it for that party that night. The next day, um, we see them all around the table. They start talking about battle plans. We see that there are still unsullied and Dothraki left. Mm-hmm. They're just dwindled, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is good because Danny needs a force of her own. She doesn't need. She doesn't want to rely fully on the North. Um, she's sounding pretty aggressive, and we're seeing Tyrion kind of remind her, like, you need to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That becomes another theme of this episode. Do you guys think Danny's going too far in all this? Like, uh-huh. could we be getting okay? So I'll I'll spill the beans right now. Do you think we're going Mad Queen? <laughs> I I think so. Only the I, first I didn't think that. I mean, she does burn people I really alive. Don't when want needed. that to be the case. It seems yeah. so lazy. But when you see the fact that like you we see her love with John and that seems so pure, but then that distrust comes around and she kind of has that like that sinister core that I think she probably didn't have to start with, but power turned her that way. Yeah. Mm. So I think like in losing her, her child, her other dragon, I mean, you see that kind of insanity come out in her, which is what happened to Cersei. When she loses children, she gets more and more crazy. Yeah. So imagine if Drogon, yeah, if Drogon dies, what's, what's she going to, she's going to have absolutely nothing to lose. She's going to send her armies into their death and go and, you know, to die behind him or something. Like, yeah, she she'll have nothing to live for if she loses her yeah. loses Drogon. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I so here's my thing is is it's pretty clear early on in the books they talk about how when a Targaryen is born they say the gods flip a coin, mm-hmm. either they'll be a, a great leader or insane leader. Yeah. And so this whole time she's had the insane leader around her, Viserion, mm-hmm. or uh, Viserys, her brother, yeah. and it's always been in rumors that Rhaegal was the great leader. So there, there's been one in each of her family. Her father was insane. Jaharis the Wise is great. There's always been back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And everything she's done portrays her as a great leader. Yeah. But it's hard because you look back and you're like, okay, is she a great leader or is she a great conqueror? Yeah. Because she dad, doesn't run Marine well. Her dad effectively got the throne. Well, just like she's effectively, right? Like it, was, it wasn't her dad. It was farther back. Okay. Aegon the first got the throne. But but I mean, like the, the Mad King was a king for some time before right. everybody was died and he got stabbed in the back right so. right 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 but it wasn't that he was a great king the whole time he was an ass yeah oh. because he started hearing whispers pretty quick and he started losing it yeah um which that's a whole other thing i'd love <laughs> to get into with the brand and everything um so yeah that's our problem is is we don't know if you look back and you think of marine that was the one time we saw her actually try to rule which george R. R. martin talked about that that was just kind of a pause for her because we, we weren't ready for her yet so we needed to go do something mm-hmm. but when she ran marine she had usurpers trying to take over her crown she Shut the fighting pit, then open the fighting pit. 
she shut down. It was a terrible industry, the slavery industry, but it was keeping that whole city alive. Mm. When she left cities behind her, they got taken over by slave traders again. Mm. So she might just be good at battling. She might yeah. not be good at leading. Are you saying she's a conqueror? I mean, she, yeah. was, she started with the Dothraki. That's where she learned her mm. only right? skills yeah. and tactics. That's a good way to go. Is When you when your armed forces are Dothraki and Unsullied, you're a warlord. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what it is. You don't have a lot of... You know, peaceful people you have unsullied into Dothraki. Do you think there's a chance? Oh, I don't see that happening. But you think there's a chance that we'll find that she's the the villain in the very end, and John has to side with Cersei to help. Take I don't think her side down. with Cersei. No, but I do think we'll get it. Well, let's talk about it. Let's keep going a little bit because okay. I think there might be something that's very sad coming up that we might get. That's okay. um, it's starting to make too much sense, and I don't like it. But anyways, yeah. we'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So Tyrion's starting to slow her down a little bit. Uh, Sansa's saying that, you know, the soldiers are, are tired. We need to rest for a little bit. Daenerys blows up on that. She's like, no, I've saved the North. You're saving me now. Yeah. What did you think? I think... Um, she was bullshit. She says, yeah. It's time to pay up. You know, you can't just take a yeah. rest. And... It was very rational. Yeah. How are you going to send an army that's half healed to kill another... Even Rhaegal still needs healing. Right. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. And then we see uh, John and Tyrion are both saying, like, why don't we just siege? Because this is what, like, was the, what, this is what the typical tactic would be when you don't have dragons. Mm-hmm. You siege the castle, you block off the waterways, you mm-hmm. starve the citizens until they overthrow their leader. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the go-to, okay, well, let's just do what always works. Yeah. And they did the, the, the very few times it doesn't work was, like, the onion night, when Davos actually got his name because he helped out Storm's End by sneaking in onions. Yeah. Stuff like that. But normally that's the, the way you go. And that's a smart move. And she doesn't want to do that. She wants to go in with fire and blaze and break a hole through the front doors. So we got that. Um, and then, so Danny's not very happy and nobody's really happy about this. And then right away when everybody's leaving, John kind of did side with Danny, like, no, 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 we'll do what you want to do. Yeah. Then it's family meeting time. Sansa and Arya are like, no, we need to talk. Yeah, because he, yeah. he turned, he like looked at Sansa, right? And then he looks back at Daenerys and says, you know, we'll follow your lead, whatever right. you tell us, my queen, or something like that. Exactly. So he pretty much shut up his siblings and said, we're following you no matter what you say. I like how Arya, the youngest, whatever, <laughs> shortest one and stuff like that, is kind of like, yeah. we're talking yeah. now. She's not, so, af- not afraid. Not so yeah, they go to the Weirwoods, kind of cool little family moment and stuff like that. They're discussing how you need to be like siding with us more, stuff like that, the normal things you had expected. But then John's torn. He says, I've never been a Stark. And they're like, yeah, you haven't ever been a Stark. You've always been a Snow. And Arya's doing the nice thing of saying, well, I don't care if you're my half-brother or you're my step-brother or yeah. whatever it is or bastard. You are my brother, which is a nice moment, but then Bran and him are looking at each other, and it's kind of, Bran's like, it's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was his choice, and he decides to have Bran tell him the truth. Yeah. I think it's a good move. What do you guys think? He had to do that, right? Yeah, he... I, I, yeah, I think it's the honorable move. That's, yeah. That's what Ned would have done, even though it could get him beheaded. That's what Ned would have done. So, but it could get him beheaded. Yeah. But <laughs> what does this story taught us? <laughs> does Ned regret making the right choice? And losing his life, or should he have made the coward's choice or whatever and, and stayed alive? Well, he know. just betrayed Daenerys too. Yeah. So that kind of you know that's kind of a tough one. Yeah, but what she was asking him is was unfair for her to ask, and yeah. an honorable man wouldn't keep a dishonorable, you know, oath or vow. Or... Yeah. That's a tough one. All right, so then we get into we get into a scene I really like where Jamie and Tyrion they're getting back together again. It's kind of cool little chit chats between the two of them. They're sitting there talking about how uh, Jamie and Bran, which is fun. Um, freaking Jay, or Tyrion. Uh, uh, then Bronn comes in, and mm-hmm. he was sent by Cersei to use yeah. the crossbow that killed her father by Tyrion mm-hmm. to kill Tyrion and Jamie if they survived. They both did, so Bronn's coming in to kill him, right? Bronn's like, Look, here's the deal. 
it was a really good scene, but the, to cut it short is, a long time ago, season one or two, Tyrion told him, if anybody ever tells you to kill me, I'll pay you double. Yeah. Bronn comes in and says, your sister just offered me River Run, which means you'd be the warden of the West, I want to say. And it's one of the best houses out there. It's where Catelyn Tully, Cat, uh, Ned Stark's wife, that's where she's from. Mm-hmm. Really great house. So his problem is that, and Tyrion's like, well, we can give you Highgarden. <laughs> Highgarden is literally the best castle out there. Better than King's Landing. It's the best. Yeah. The wealthiest of all the kingdoms. Now that the castle of the rocks out of gold, it is definitely the wealthiest of all the kingdoms. Literally, you are right up there next to the king. Like, you're the highest you can be without being the king, which yeah. I'm kind of thinking maybe Bronn should be king at this point. He's doing things right. <laughs> and it's, I'm sure it's the biggest economic power in the Seven Kingdoms, right? It is. Yeah. 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 That's why they, they killed Lady Olenna and stuff like that. They're yeah. trying to get her gold. That's cool. And one thing I really liked is, while Tyrion's like, this is how you do things, James is really like, well, he's not honorable. He shouldn't get that. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't <laughs> yeah. deserve Highgarden. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And it, like, Jamie, you're not on the same page, bro. We're rewriting of- history right now. Yeah. And we just got to get out of these walls. I mean, yeah. he's got a crossbow in your face. You promise him whatever you need to promise He even him. shoots like right yeah. by Jamie's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that Bronn says, and I kind of wanted to elaborate on, he says, well, who are your ancestors? They were all cutthroats and stuff like that. Basically, you guys came from shitheads too that just did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually true because the Lannisters were formed from Land the Clever, which was their ancestor from the Age of Heroes. Mm-hmm. So our Bran the Builder who created the Winterfell and Storm's End and the Wall, which would be the first real Stark, really. Mm-hmm. So all of our favorite heroes, all our legends are from the same age. Land the Clever was theirs from Lannisters. And there was a family called Casterly that owned this castle called Casterly Rock. Mm-hmm. And he's so, he's so shady. He sneaks in. He covers himself full of butter. Sneaks in through a crevice into the end of the castle and starts hiding like in the attic kind of thing, right? <laughs> and at night he goes to the whole the rich family. He goes to the family's starts whispering death threats like "I'm gonna kill you" and stuff like that. So then they think they're haunted. He's like booming his voice throughout the things at night. He's taking gold from one brother's room. He's putting it in the other brother's room to, to create distrust. And then one thing he does, which is terrible, really really bad. This is the Lannister style. Uh-huh. He sleeps with all the maids while they're asleep, so that nine months later they have mystery babies. And everybody's oh like, what God. the hell? Wow. So they all think the castle's cre- uh, haunted and they leave it. And then he's Lannisters of Castle Rock. So that's how the Lannisters are shady. They've been shady the whole time. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they decide to make the deal after all that. And then we get to three, four, all my notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next we see the Hound is leaving Winterfell. He's heading on the King's Road and Arya joins him. Mm-hmm. And they're both heading to Winterfell. I really like the two of them partnering up again. I wish we had yeah. more episodes again, but... Yeah. We know what the Hound's going to do. He's yeah. going to go fight Le- Clegane. Yeah. He's going to go get Clegane Bolon. He's going to kill his brother of the mountain or Robert Strong. Mm-hmm. What do you think Arya's going to go do? Uh, she's got more names on her list, but especially Cersei. She's got to be yeah. heading. I mean, even if she's not the one to kill Cersei, she needs to verify that she's dead and see her. But hopefully mm-hmm. she gets to be the one to kill her. Would you think they'd have her kill two I don't big bags? So. Yeah, she just killed the Night King. Like, all right, you're good. Two big bags is the giant. Two big two, bads, I'm like, sorry. Oh, the bad I'm guy sorry. from last so episode. So what's, what's the soldier dude that always protects Cersei? The oh, dead that's guy. That's Robert Strong. That's uh, the mountain. That's Yeah, so the hound the is hound. going to kill him. Yeah, oh, okay. That's yeah. the hound's brother. Oh. But she vowed that she would kill Cersei. And, you know, after everything with Joffrey and all that stuff. So it's like... But it seems like it'd be too much for Arya to be yeah. able to take out both of them. I mean, like, she'd be MVP of the show. She already is at this point, but... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would be way too much. Then what was John for? But <laughs> she's pumped up just enough to have a very, very sad and disappointing death, so... Maybe they... Yeah, they both agree that they're not coming home. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a one-way trip. So... Which I think is fair. Maybe that's what they're planning is... Mm-hmm. She's gonna go there, but she's not gonna achieve that victory of killing another, you know, villain. She'll maybe die in the yeah, process. Yeah, maybe, maybe one will be, like, a decoy kind of... 
situation like the hand will be like the distraction yeah. or something someone mm-hmm. someone isn't gonna walk Ooh. out alive the mountain is stronger than the hound right yeah but not if he sees uh aria get cut down in front of him oh and he rages out yeah i could see that happening oh man i, hope I could yeah i could see she goes in to kill seriously but the mountain is right there cuts her down in plain sight you know seriously gets pulled out of the room or something like that and then it's the two of them and he's just outraged and and just completely kills him out. I'm thinking like she jumps in at seriously like she did with the Night King. Yeah. Mountain comes up, grabs her. Yeah. And then uh, and then like he's like also the face of death and he says today and then crushes her or something <laughs> like that. You know, like oh god. Right, anyways, Dan and Dave, you guys are awesome. Yeah. So then later on we're seeing that Ragel's starting to fly. He had that big hole in his wing, but he's he's kind of like lopsided, but he's getting there. So yeah, props yeah. to Ragel. And Sansa and Tyrion are watching this and they start talking about their relationship with with Daenerys. It's always been shaky. Sansa then tells. Tyrion, what she knows about John. Yeah, that was a. I think. What do you think? I think that was a mistake, but at the same time, that's her trying to manipulate the, yeah. the game. I think mm-hmm. it's smart. Yeah, because she, what Sansa's basically trying to say is that she wants John to be the king because then she's going to be the one of the North. Yeah, like it's real easy for her. She's learned from the best. She is easily the smartest player in the game right now. Yeah. So I think this was all strategic. She knows that Tyrion's going to tell Varys, and Varys will tell everybody else. But if if she keeps it quiet, John keeps it quiet. His life is safe. He can serve the queen and be happy with her for the rest of his days. If she lets it out, you know, you could assume that everybody else, the other three or four people that know about it, could keep it quiet, possibly. Yeah. And I then are you telling anybody? Brand's not going to tell anybody. Yeah. And then you know, it could maybe just stay under wraps. Uh, Sam knows too, right? Sam probably wouldn't tell. Oh, we find out that Gilly's pregnant, by the way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Which I think we could kind of tell. But that's a big mean. But. but yeah, so I just, I think, I mean, it had to come out. It's part. It's a big part of the story. It's going to have to be told. But I think that was kind of selfish of her because her brother could have been happy yeah. in the way things went. I think she's just playing the game like old school style. I think she's yeah. still doing the Game of Thrones, literally. Yeah. And she's afraid to lose her brother to this queen and lose power because... The queen... I think it might be more, yeah, she's afraid of losing power. Yeah. I think that's... she's working that angle too much. She knows that she'll be warden of the north if he's king, because then he won't be part but of the north anymore. Who's to say she wouldn't be warden of the north if he's if he's not king? I did, right now the situation is he goes helps her take their throne and then he comes back home. And then even Tyr- Tyrion's like, well, yeah, but he won't be home much, and you're gonna be the real power of the throne. So all mm-hmm. this like, you know, like metaphor power, like you'll be the power that nobody knows is actually officially power, but you'll be the real power, like like yeah. Littlefinger was. Yeah. She doesn't want that. She wants her name on the side of the wall, like it's her tower, you know. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I know, but she's just playing that game too. Well. Uh, then we get to uh, Tormund and the Wildlings are heading back north, which is cool. This is our last time we're going to be seeing the Wildlings, basically. Well, yeah. we assume so because there's only two more. Um, they've been a really cool part of the story. I really like the idea that John brought them down mm-hmm. and, and showed like, don't judge a book by its covers, basically. Yeah, the Wildlings have been really amazing. They're they're not going north of the wall though, right? They're staying at at the wall. They're going to stay at the wall until the winter passes, and they're going to keep going. Oh, okay, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, they were even saying like, we need room to wander, so they just want to go north. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And then he even says, like, you have a bit of the North, the real North in you, you know? So it's kind of, it's just a cool brotherhood thing. Yeah. Um, and and then we see uh, Sam saying goodbye in the same moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Gilly, I think they're going to go back to Old Town is the idea. Mm-hmm. They got to return their books. <laughs> and uh, so, and we find out Gilly's pregnant. One thing that I think is kind of interesting is I think this is the last day of filming for those characters. So the oh, goodbyes man. are actual goodbyes. Yeah. And so, like, when you see him talking to Torment, you see, like, that's affecting him. He's actually sad to see Torment go... You know, so these are actually like real goodbyes. See, I was wondering when you see John, you see so much emotion in his face. Yeah. I wonder if that's because he's missing him or if he realizes this is his last like crossroads where if he goes with him, he could just go and be a free man and, and live yeah. on his own or he's going to go and he's going to be 
you know, splitting between his family and his, you know, queen and this whole drama that's probably yeah. going to get him killed realistically. And, you know, he knows that this is my last, this is my... This is my out. Yeah, yeah, this is my last chance to just go be free. But. My question is, why didn't they stay with John to fight Cersei? That's not their fight. That's the thing is, they, they fought the Night's King because the Night King was coming after them. That's mm-hmm. why they wanted to get south of the wall. Mm-hmm. And they they don't do well. Any, I mean, to them, Winterfell is too south. Yeah. So they just want to go back up north. I think it's one of those things where we have to kind of start getting characters out. And that's a good exit for one that doesn't need to die, you know? Mm. So I think we're kind of just... And they're not loyal to any castle. They don't owe no. the Winter- Winterfell anything or John anything. They were going with John just because they respect the hell out of him, basically. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. So, yeah, they, don't, they don't bend the knee. That was the whole point uh, for them. So it's kind of one of those things. And then we see that Ghost is going to go with Torment. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think that's awesome, though. You think that's awesome? Okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of that? Oh, sorry. Well, I, I think it was really sad. I think it hurt John a lot because he won't have... Snow with him. He hasn't had Ghost with him much anyways. So yeah. Kinda... So that's what's most disappointing to me is, you know, Ghost was pretty well played in like season two or three. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you don't see him for so long. And then you, now you just get glimpses of him just standing around. You know, we saw him run for a second in the yeah. big battle. But I want to see him ripping people's necks out again. Like <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. he was really awesome for a little bit. Um, but I think if they're not going to actually utilize him, then it's a good way to write it's him out. That yeah. He's going to go live north with the wildlings so he can be free to. This might be right here the happiest endings we get for anybody. Because yeah. they're all about to go into another big battle. So these yeah. might be the best ways to go. Yeah. Um, I, first complaint, Ghost was way too short. When they showed him like walk up next to Torment, he was like big wolf size. Yeah. Look not, my dog. Horse yeah. size. <laughs> he, they're supposed to be, yeah, about horse size. That's yeah. the size they're supposed to be the horse. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's whatever. But I think there's a lot more to Ghost and all of the actual direwolves. So we'll get to that at the end. I want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I think that's, it's actually important that the fact that they're just getting written out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny and her ships are heading south to Dragonstone. Oh, God, this is heartbreaking. Euron's there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And he has ballistas on all the ships. And we get that moment where you know they're flying well and everything like that. Um, and here comes the ballistas shooting down mm-hmm. Rhaegal. Three shots. And he sinks into the ocean. Yeah, We're down to one dragon. Daenerys is pissed. Yeah. It's crazy. That's heartbreaking, too. Because, I mean, that's like anybody who's lost someone in their life. It's like they could probably relate with that scene. How it's everything's beautiful. Everything's perfect. And then within like a five-second scene, the dragon takes two arrows, one of the gut, one of the neck, and then it's crashed into the ocean. It's gone forever. Like That was rough. There's no even recovering it. No saying Mm -hmm. bye to the body or nothing. It's just, nope, done. That that child of hers is no longer. It's heartbreaking. Okay, then uh, all the survivors end up... Because sw- uh, what happens is then, when she flies off, she finally mm-hmm. does fly off, yeah. they turn the ballistas on the other ships and we see how terrible oh, ballistas yeah. are for ships oh, and yeah. just tears through the, the Targaryen fleet. The only thing I don't like is they don't necessarily show how they reload those like yeah. very clearly, but it's got to be a longer it's, process than they're using. Yeah, it's Daryl walking dead magic. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. has the ability to just put you ready to go again. Yeah. Because, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a giant crossbow. It's got to take... 10 guys turning a knob or turning a lever to... Yeah, they do have quite a bit of guys wrapped around it, but they I want to see them actually like... Yeah, re- I've got all the sound it. effects, guys. This is for your sound effects. <laughs> uh, we do see the survivors end up washing up on the beach of Dragonstone, except for Masande, who was captured by Euron and his in the Iron Fleet. Mm-hmm. Poor Masande. Yeah. So, then we get to Cersei. Yeah, Cersei brings in the presence into the Red Keep. The idea is that if she's going to burn through the castle to get to me she's got to kill a lot of people yeah. she's trying to play to the humanity of Daenerys <laughs> and Daenerys is losing her for man yeah. yeah so I, I think it's a good idea she ends up telling Euron that the baby's his 
is another mm-hmm. thing too, which Euron's, of course, like, oh yeah, I like how you said, the lion will control the lands, the kraken will control the seas, and then our son will control both, and he's just, he's on board. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would snap and kill her if he finds out the truth? Like if Jamie comes in and says, that baby was mine, and then she like loses it, or he he loses it? I, I honestly think he's a really um, dumb character. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's yeah. super gullible. Yeah. yeah. And if he tries to kill her, I mean, she has a dead soldier. The mount. Yeah. Yeah. The mount. The so yeah. that guy will snap his neck faster than he can reach for any type of weapon. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And it's, I just think she's totally using him, as we can obviously tell by his weapons and his ships. And, you know, he's able to build these giant... I don't know what you would call it. The, Those catapult things? Yeah, catapult uh, things. Ligos, ballistas. Yeah. yeah. Like he's able to build that to protect Cersei. Yeah. She could never, her people could never build anything like that. Well, her, her guy's it's the one that Kyber designed that it. made right? it, actually. The, yeah. Her hand, the guy that always wears the robes. Oh, that like designed it? Yeah. yeah. He's the one oh. that made them. But yeah, even then it's, he's, and that's the thing too, again, I don't want to be like the guy that was over in the books, but man, in the books, he's freaking crazy cool. Mm. He's one of the cooler characters and they like really softened him up to where, yeah, he looks dumb. Yeah. Half the time he's just like getting lucky with the situations. Yeah. So I don't think he would freak out and kill her because I don't think he's emotional. You know, I don't think anything he's done is emotional reactions. Yeah. He, he plays it decently, but I think that's just to, you know, kind of put on a show for her kind of thing, show her that he's so passionate for her, I have to have yeah. you kind of thing. That's all just a show. Okay. He wants to take power he wants to manipulate her to use her power just like she does he and him so i think if anything if he gets upset or whatever he's he'll 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 just do whatever it takes to stay on the right side of power but i'm sure he'll see at some point like oh she's losing i could just kill her and bring her head to daenerys and side with that power or kill her and and show john that you know i i was behind her just to manipulate her so i could take her out for you and lean that way whatever way is going to keep him in a high higher point of power i think yeah I don't know. I, yeah, he's, he. I like the way you said he's dumb. I think that might be it. He's just not. He's not as smart as he should be. Yeah. For playing with Cersei's level, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She's she's out thinking him. All right. Then we get to uh, back to Dragonstone. Varys is telling Danny basically after Danny's like angry. Of course she is. Telling him like, look, I don't agree with the way you're doing things. And I always told you I'd warn you before I bounce. Mm-hmm. I'm getting close to that. So she's kind of like, okay, yeah, well, I don't matter. It doesn't matter. And that I'm my my destiny is to take out all the tyrants. Which clearly a very tyrant thing to say. Later on, him and Tyrion are talking, and we're getting this moment where Varys is telling him, like, Jon Snow's out there. He's a better king. We could actually just kind of make this happen. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion is, like, blinded by her. He's, yeah. like, not... Even even when, like, Varys is like, you know you've thought about this. And he's like, yeah, I've thought about it. But that's treason. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, first off, you would never care about that normally. Yeah. But he is a little bit afraid of her. Yeah, she, as uh, yeah, he said, a true, a good, a good uh, queen or king inspires a little bit of fear. Yeah, uh, so I think he's afraid to even second guess her sometimes now. Well, even very, yeah, very says like you're afraid of her, and then he pauses before he says that. So it's even like I am afraid of her, but it's okay that I'm afraid of her. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say the right words. <laughs> yeah, and I almost think he's he's not afraid of her like she'll kill him. I don't mm. think that's the issue at all. I think she's afraid of what she'll do if if she loses control. Because yeah. then she'll go mad king. Mm-hmm. Then she'll just burn down all those people. And Tyrion to the core is just a person who's just trying to do decent. Mm-hmm. And one thing the Varys brought up is like, you're drinking a lot more lately. Which, yeah, in the crypts, when they were getting attacked, he was pounding it away. That night before, drinking like crazy. I think he's realizing he's losing control of Danny, And he's not able to do his job because Danny's not letting him. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to forget it. So he's just yeah. kind of trying to drink through it, you know? I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's getting rough. 
Um, Jamie decides now, so uh, you know everything's going well with the two of them. Jamie decides he's going to leave Winterfell, yeah. and because he heard about what Cersei's done, so he's gone. He wants to go back to Cersei. Mm-hmm. Freaking dumb move. Talk about that. <laughs> Why is he doing this? I don't know. That was heartbreaking though, because he kind of started this little relationship with Brienne. They just slept together a couple nights, but there was so much hope in there because, and you you'd mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it when we were watching it or afterwards that. He had only slept with his sister. He only slept with Cersei yeah. before, yeah. and never really had any relationships with anybody. Um, and then, but he had a lot of respect for her. The two of them traveled together. They both saved each other's lives at different points. Like right. he knighted her. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of respect right there. So that's perfect. I just, I wish the two of them could just pick up and go, go pick a piece of land somewhere and just retire. Don't take, be a take part the of this Mormont, Take the Mormont's castle. There's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome to it. The thing is, though, I don't think Jamie really liked or had feelings for her because even like the way like the night that they like first were like intimate like it wasn't like a oh passionate kiss and that led into like the bedroom it was like oh it's hot in here i'm gonna take off my shirt oh it's hot in here you take off your shirt it was like super like wasn't romantic at all like he didn't show like, oh, i thought it was romance. i thought that was kind of romantic the way he was like trying to find an excuse for her to take her clothes off yeah you know like oh look my shirt's a little warm you know like i think it was maybe i mean I maybe like her her way or like her uh what's the word i think neither of them have very very much skill in or or very or for flirtatious Mm -hmm. yeah for jamie his his romantic life was forced almost yeah and her romantic life is none so (laughs) they're both kind of preschool on this yeah um one thing i think is interesting is we've gotten more emotion out of brianne in the last three weeks that we had the entire show this and when she's crying when he's leaving i was just like how dare you, Jamie? That's heartbreaking. Right. She was just such a powerful, strong, independent woman, like always proving herself more, more uh, loyal and like headstrong than any of our leaders that we've seen who waver at times. Yeah. And then this just broke her. Like yeah, she let it him. Almost broke me. She, she trusted him, and yeah. So, so Dan and Dave, they did say that he's addicted to Cersei. Yeah. And I like that explanation where it's like he knows he loves Brienne. And he knows Brienne is his best choice. Mm-hmm. He's going back to Cersei because he feels like she's going to die soon. Like, even Brienne sounded like they're going to destroy that city. Like, I think it's kind of in the back of everybody's mind is Danny's going to eventually burn down that city and kill everybody. Like, yeah. they kind of see the, the, the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he knows it's going to happen. He knows he's about to go die if he goes back to Cersei. But he can't just let her die alone. Like, yeah. he think he wants to be there so he could die with her. He needs to be in that fire with her. Yeah. That's a shame. So I'm I'm hoping it's not just that. I hope he realizes that that, that she's an addiction, that he can't control himself with, with her as an option, so he's going to go there to make sure she is factually dead at the end yeah. of this. I like that. But that, you know what you're doing right there? What's that? You're getting hopeful feelings. I know. And Peyton that's not how the show works. Yeah. Those twins came into this world together. They're going out this yeah. world together. But he is a notorious Kingslayer, so I would love to see him stab her in the Old back. 2.0. That'd be cool. Yeah. With Bring the crossbow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'd be great. Dude. Oh, such a good idea. There, there has to be it. something more behind it because why would Jamie come up to Winterfell to fight the Night King. Why would he leave Cersei to begin with? Well, that's because he was trying to be an honorable person. He's trying to fill that white book full of his name, you know, like of his deeds. But yeah, it was like not enough. I know it's almost like but a little bit of a gap. He's still an addict returning to his drug yeah. at some point, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping he's still, I'm hoping that's what it's meant to look like from the surface, but he actually had more pure intentions because mm. he's, he's changed his character so much. He's, gotten so much better than he was at the beginning of the show so. that's why i think he's going back out of pure addiction and, and, and not happy about it i think he's he's like i'm slipping again you know like he's not happy about that yeah but. 
All right, so then we get to Danny and a, and a small emissary. They're going to the gates of uh, King's Landing. And uh, then Tyrion and Kyburn, they meet up in the middle. They're both hands of the queens, mm-hmm. for each of their queen. And they start to kind of negotiate. And, I mean, Kyburn is just blank <laughs> in the face. Like, he's like, I have to say what she told me to say. Yeah, I'm just a mouthpiece for our queen. Is, yeah, his arrogance or absence of compassion is just like, dude, I want to knock you out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're so irritating. Yeah. In a good way. That's how the character's meant to be. And Tyrion, like, after he does their, they do their little speech, Tyrion's like, look, man, we can, like, stop this right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can let's, save all your people. Let's just find a way Black to work this out. people don't waste their fire breath. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be nice yeah. and easy. Um, and Kyburn's like, one thing that Kyburn says is your dragon is is vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Which I think is important later on. I'll mention <laughs> later on. <laughs> um, and then, so then Tyrion walks right past Kyburn, going up, and everybody's notching their arrows, and I thought, this is it. They're going to shoot Tyrion, I'm going to be upset. This mm-hmm. is how it's going to go down. No, they didn't. She ends up having to put the notches down. The arrows down. And they talk for a little bit. And Tyrion tries to plead with her because the one thing that Cersei's always been passionate about is her kid saying, yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to kill your kid Yeah, by your child's going to die within you. <laughs> and Cersei, you almost see her. She kind of tears up. She almost breaks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead, goes over to Masande and says, it's your time to say the last words. Masande says, Jakaris, mm-hmm. which means fire. Mm-hmm. Which is like, no, don't say that. We're trying to keep her, trying to keep Daenerys chill. And you're just like, burn the city down is what you just told her to do. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Robert Strong. Takes the head off. Yeah. Masande dies. Grey Worm is shattered. Oh, I didn't care about the relationship this whole time until that moment. When I was like, "Oh man, Grey Worm, that guy's yeah. acting like the hell they out both of this. survived the Night King." Yeah, like that's a huge battle. Everybody should just you know forget seriously. Just go retire somewhere. Like live in the north. Well, that's even what they're kind of saying is like we have the new Prince of Dorne. We have this one. We have everybody's like aligning with us. We just yeah. saved the day. Everybody's aligning with us. And then Danny's like, no, as long as Cersei lives, she'll say she's queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. So it's almost, you know, okay, so that, that's how the episode ends. Tyrion, I think, at that point, after Minasande says that and that happens, he lost all control he might have had over Danny. Oh, yeah. Daenerys is full on going out there. I was kind of expecting that he, without her approval, was going to start marching in with the Unsullied that they have there. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Or they'd be mowed down so fast. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, emotionally, if he just started charging, like, hey, we're going to do what we can, but... It's good that they didn't. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a suicide mission. Uh, I really like how they um, captured Danny's um, reaction to that when she turned around and started walking away from the castle. Like you could just see the rage in her eyes, and oh, it's yeah. just like, oh gosh, something is turning in her head. Yeah. Like she's something, she's planning something that is yeah. not going to end well. If they didn't have that new weapon, those ballistas mounted all around the castle, then they would have all been burnt already. Yeah. Oh god, no, yeah. no chance they would have survived. No doubt. So, okay, here's what we can see. Now, these it's funny because these are the theories that have been around. These, these books came out in the 90s, like the first book came out in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So the theories have been book, cooking for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Arya killing the Night King, that's been a theory for a long time, but it's kind of like one of those ones like, yeah, sure, that's where it's going to go. <laughs> of all people that kill him, it's going to be Arya. <laughs> one of the theories has always been, well, yeah, well, eventually Tyrion's going to kill Danny. Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting ready for that. Like, mm-hmm. I could see Tyrion breaking down to a moment where he's just like, she's going to burn them all. And he... Becomes a queen slayer. Hmm. Can you see that happening? I couldn't hmm. see it. I don't think it's in his character to do that. I mean, what would he benefit from saving the people? It's what he did in Blackpool. When Joffrey was ready to just be a dumbass, he stepped up and saved King's Landing. And and nobody... It, it makes too much sense. Yeah. And nobody liked, and nobody cared. After that, he ended up getting the scar on his face, and then like everybody abandoned him. And he had saved all of King's Landing. That was his life. He kept... Castle Rock's plumbing working great. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. He could kill the queen and then be called just an imp and a queen slayer and shunned like his brother was. Yeah. Nobody would care. And then he knows, I say I killed Daenerys. Entire Seven Kingdoms hates me. 
and yet I saved the day. Yeah. It would be a pretty fitting ending to him. But so I don't see Daenerys, even if she burns everybody in the in the in King's Landing, if she doesn't do it then, it's, I feel like the kind of leader that Cersei is, she's gonna do it herself at some point. That's why John and Tyrion are like, just surround the castle. You're good. Yeah. She's gonna. It's gonna go down for her. Like yeah. they're, they're gonna have a, a revolt in there. It's gonna all be destroyed. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Do you think we're gonna see Danny flip out and become the new bad, and maybe Tyrion will have to kill her, something like that, or do you see some variation of that? I mean, if anyone had to kill her, well, I don't. It would be hard, but I could also see John being the one that's forced to kill her in yeah. a battle. Like I mean. That would that would play on our emotional spectrum so but much. But what would she do that would make John get kill, to that point? I'd burn that kill Arya. Oh yeah, uh, if he sees that Arya's in there when she's trying to do it. Yeah, John slices the freaking head off. She's in there to kill Cersei. Oh, she comes in, man, burns Jonathan. burns Cersei and Arya together, and then John's like, "Oh hell no," because he's already seen the distrust in her. He doesn't think this is gonna work out. Damn. And sure How enough, would... you're killing everybody, including my family. Lob off her head. Yeah, I could see thing. that. And then command the dragon. <laughs> command Drogon. <laughs> what would Drogon do? Yeah, Drogon oh, will yeah. flip out and then you have to like kill Drogon real quick. Maybe Bran will do something finally. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. It would be crazy if this is how it ends where Daenerys becomes a problem and you have to kill Daenerys. Mm-hmm. I would instantly rewatch the whole series because then you're like, it's like watching The Prestige and finding out the trick of The Prestige something like that. Yeah. You rewatch it again so you're like, Oh yeah, she's slipping the whole freaking time. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a feeling the show might be hinting to this end that ending the whole time. Yeah. And so, it's depressing. <laughs> at one point, I'm pretty sure it's in the show, they talk about not being in the wheel. It was like in season five yeah, or something. But wheel. breaking the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling I'm pretty sure the, the Iron Throne is made from Dragonfire, right? It was it was made of the when Aegon the first came over and conquered, he collected all the stones or the swords of the lords, melted them together with Dragonfire. So it would be a really cool thing to see Drogon burn down that throne so that she is yeah. signifying, I'm not going to be this same kind of ruler. I'm not taking this throne. I just need to make sure nobody can have this throne anymore. Yeah, but I think she's starting to become, we're starting to see her slip like yeah. Cersei did a long time ago where she's yeah. just like, only one thing in her mind. Yeah. I really, I, that's what this story does. Mm-hmm. That's what Game of Thrones does. Where, go ahead. Under John's command... Burn down the throne I can after see everyone, you know. Yeah. She kills Cersei and Arya. He kills, Arya. Him he kills her. <laughs> yeah. hmm. And but, then, then afterwards, he has to come up and kill the last dragon so that that's not a power in the world anymore, too. Yeah. That'd be insane. One of the things George R. R. Martin had always said is if you think this is going to be happening, you're not paying attention. Yeah, that's true. And so we're sitting here wanting them to get married and have kids. <laughs> and it's like, no, because he already told us it's not going to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. The wrong people are going to die. It's going to be a really sad ending. Like, mm-hmm. we already know that's going to happen. How bad is it going to be? Is yeah. what we're really trying to figure out. So, yeah, I could see maybe Danny. God, man, it sounds nuts, but it might go crazy. It mm-hmm. makes sense. It, it, it really started does. to make sense. Yeah. Four episodes ago, before the show started, be like, no, man, Danny's going to save the day. Night's King's going to be the final bad guy. And we're good, you know? So, what could be worst case scenario? If they're really trying to make us, like, heart Cersei wins. I think that might be the case. I think Cersei might win this whole thing. Think so yeah i hope not all right that leads into my big thing that with with ghost okay okay so if i might cut this out if it's too boring but i doubt it because i'm pretty excited (laughs) about it okay (laughs) okay they're ghost and all the and all the other dogs Mm -hmm. all the other wolves Mm -hmm. were discovered and they were like a metaphor a long time for all all the kids each one of them had a relationship with a kid that kind of lady was this nice wolf and of course that was sansa's wolf and she you know Arya's wolf wanted to always be roaming around. That's Arya. Mm-hmm. Each wolf represented each kid. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and then we were told this whole time to not, you know, and I think they're just meant to look important the whole time. Yeah. They're always there in the midst of things, you know, especially book-wise, they're always in the midst of things. But they're mostly just symbolism, right? Right. They've always been kind of symbolisms. Now, we've been re- repeatedly reminded to not trust our instincts, not trust normal storytelling. So, mm-hmm. Red Wedding, Ned Stark, stuff like that, right? And George R. R. Martin, from time to time again, he's what's called a nihilist. Are you guys familiar with nihilists? They mm-hmm. believe that there is no... I, the idea between behind nihilism is that you don't believe that there's morals or good or bad. It's just life is just living it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... That's just life. Yeah. You could be the greatest person on earth and get hit by a bus, and then that's just... That's nihilistic. That's just how things go, right? Mm-hmm. There's no point to anything. I think... The point of the wolves is that there's no point to any of it. Right. I think they're meant to be pointless. Hmm. All right. Now I got a reason behind this. Mm-hmm. There's a story, and George R. R. Martin is a very good writer. He has a lot of writing experience. There is a kind of story out there called a shaggy dog story. Mm-hmm. And what a shaggy dog story is, that's the, the definition of shaggy dog story is is extremely long-winded anecdote characterized by extreme narration of typically irrelevant incidents and terminated by an anticlimax. Hmm. Now, it's a long, boring story with no good ending. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ghost is John's. Uh, Summer, that's Bran's. We have Lady that belongs to Sansa, Nymeria belongs to uh, Arya. Mm-hmm. Rickon, the kid that died for no reason, yeah. of all the Stark's kids, what's the name of his dog? Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. So, George R. R. Martin could have been telling us from the beginning, if you know like how writing works and, so- and storytelling, that the wolves are meant to be pointless. Yeah. It's like when you're listening to a story from your grandpa or something like that, and you're like, where's the story going? And then at the end, you're like, I don't know what the hell I just learned. <laughs> I think that it might be almost like a joke in that sense. I think he mm-hmm. could be messing with us. This whole Shaggy Dog story, I think he could have put the whole thing into the story right there. So you think it's not that doesn't just apply to the dire wolves, but that'll be the, the end of the entire series will be that life that just goes Cersei on. Cersei might win, and that's just happens. how things happen. Wars go on, and... Hmm. There'll be someone after Cersei that does the same thing. Yeah, this all could just be completely fruitless. Yeah, it's like the end of God uh, of of Sopranos when we see the gunshot, nobody's happy at the finale. Hmm. We may be encountering that in a few weeks. Hmm. So I don't know. What do you guys think? You think there's that's a chance that there might all be pointless? Yeah, to teach us a lesson. <laughs> the fact that the the way the the battle worked out, where the big battle with Night King wasn't the end, that kind of got me thrown off because. I'm yeah. like, yeah, what direction is it going to go now? There's kind of loose ends that, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I, I could see something like that. It would suck, but I could see that happen. I really hope not. <laughs> I, you, you almost want it to be something. That, yeah. Like, even if the bad guy wins, you want there to be a moral behind it or, like, there's a yeah. story. But we could just see something where, like, no, it's just life. Life is how it happens, and then we'll get the next chapter. It's like when you're reading a history book, there is no good or bad guy in the gold rush. It's just something that happened. Yeah. This could be just something that happened. And it would be nihilistic. And that's George R. R. Martin's oh, writing no. style. So we might be depressed here. Really, not depressed. I keep saying depressed. But we might be really, yeah, yeah. here just real soon. So, yeah. And that's actually called, it, it. it's something I've always kind of thought about. And it was something that back in like late 90s, I used to talk about with Rickon. Because Rickon was kind of this weird character that was like, why is he a Stark? Why does it matter? Something like that. His dog was Shaggy Dog. So like, oh, he's probably a Shaggy Dog story, meaning that he'll ride off in the distance. In the books right now, he's on an island called Skagos with cannibals and unicorns, <laughs> and Davos is searching for him. It's way cooler in the book than it is in the show where he just dies in the Battle of Bastards. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's freaking nuts. Freaking unicorns. <laughs> nuts. Um, I mean, there's dragons. Why not? <laughs> right. And yeah, and the cannibals ride the unicorns too. It's this whole thing. Yeah. So I think, 
I think the ghost, the ghost was kind of a symbol of like, hey, this story is not going to go anywhere. You thought ghost was going to be something this whole time, and then he's just going to go retire to the north. It was, it means nothing. But I mean, in the, in the books, uh, ghost plays a lot bigger of a character, right? I mean, yeah, he's in more things, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, he's he's just he's there. John's right hand man, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's there for more things, but in the end of the book, we could see the same exact thing where John's like. Well, that was fun. Why don't you go ahead and head out? And then he just goes and we see him run off into the forest. Yeah. We can literally see that because that might have been something that just happens. Hmm. It might, you know, what we want to see is ghost. We want to see ghost fighting and then all of a sudden John's about to die. Then ghost tackles the thing that was on him and dies fighting the guy. Mm-hmm. And then boom, ghost wins the day and, and John survives. That would be the ideal way. Or the bad guy way seriously kills ghost somehow. Yeah. But I think it might just be that we're good. Ghost got stabbed, lives seven more days, but develops an infection and dies in the woods alone. <laughs> <laughs> that might be happening right now. He, he looked pretty tore up from that battle. Yeah. So. yeah. I don't know. I, it's something. I, the Shaggy Dog story is always kind of an interesting idea. Mm. It's a little long yarns. Uh, one of George R. R. Martin's most favorite writers is Mark Twain. He made a few of them. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, oh, shit. He might be doing this to us. He might just be... <sighs> Just setting us up for failure. Yeah. Anyways. We'll see. Do you think HBO would allow that to happen, though? Do you think HBO would let people be disappointed yeah. in one of their shows? Or Dan and Dave. I don't think Dan and Dave, Well, they have already Sopranos. Yeah. And people hate them for it, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. But Sopranos <laughs> is still, you know. But Dan and Dave, I think... I think they've already changed things up. I think Night King was supposed to be the final bo- uh, battle. Mm-hmm. So they've already changed things up. Maybe they won't, but maybe they kept the ghost in there as kind of like our little symbol, our little like yeah. wink at that idea. Mm. I mean, if they play it out well enough, I think it's... a interesting like plot development that the that death isn't the bad guy isn't i mean death is inevitable right but that the living are worse than the dead kind of thing like i could see that but even that's play moral. that's what i'm saying is is george R. martin is, is a nihilist to where the fact that even that wouldn't matter yeah like it would just be that you know shit happens and yeah. that's kind of you know that I could be i like to explain it like a history book like yeah you want to tell history as big peaks of great greats and yeah. terrible lows but yeah. really it just kind of happened sometimes it was just the great depression like, it's just yeah. an event that happened yeah so this could be the time that the night king came down and was killed and and then yeah everybody died in the end <laughs> a couple months later <laughs> it could be that way yeah all right so let's get into next week's next week's we see the armies are all gathering for the big battle we only have two more episodes so i assume the big battle will start next week and then finish the week after mm-hmm. uh we see that Tyrion's starting to look a little afraid of danny you know so there's something there um and then we see the, the final shot I think is important. You and me kind of talked about this a little bit. Maybe I think you were there too. Um, the ballistas are cocking back. Mm-hmm. We see Euron look up in the skies. He looks surprised. Uh, we're yes. looking at clouds and we yes. hear a roar of a dragon. But we don't see a dragon. All right. Now I'm thinking it's because they figured it out finally and did the most awesome thing ever. Armored Drogon. Yeah. I could totally see that. I hope they do that. Oh, yeah. man. So I cannot see another dragon go down. No. Man, who I, no, no, who no. would give Cersei that idea? Who would plant that in her? Because, I mean, I don't think she would... Danny. Who would plant Danny? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I don't I think hope that's it's a... Tyrion. Give Tyrion a break, guys. Because right? I don't think that's something she would normally come up with. I would imagine if Mormont hadn't died, Grey that would have been his. I bet Greyworm would come up with it. Oh, oh, yeah. And it would be that black kind of armor like they would yeah, wear. Like, unsullied armor. Yeah. Oh, man. That would look cool. <laughs> yeah, the little helmet where you can only see her eyes. Yeah. eyes. Yeah, you bring up a good point. There is only one dragon left, but dragons can switch sex, so they can have more children still. So oh. they can lay their own eggs and fertilize. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So hopefully, there's some ones in uh, Dragonstone about to hatch. There's always been rumors that there might be some in Dragonstone. There's actually rumors. There was one. Anyways, it's a long story. But there's rumors that there's some in the crypts of Winterfell. So they always kind of thought like there's actually dragon eggs because the crypts of Winterfell have the water system running through the walls mm-hmm. to keep the castle warm. Like it'd be perfect for hibernating eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Anyway, so that's going to be next week, and I told you I didn't want to hit an hour at. Just short of an hour. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's it for you guys. That's yep. It. Can't wait for the next episode. Bye, right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.